Hello again, and welcome back to Heather's Podcast, um, episode five of series two. Um, and today I want to go back to um, topics that I have covered a couple of times already in this series this year. Um, running. And not specifically, racism. Um, because, let's face it, the majority of us, once we um, decide to start running, um, we tend to pick a race which we um, have a plan to do sort of at the end of, um, of a running programme and following. It's a good idea, it's a good aim. Um, whenever you start something sort of challenging, it's going to be tough. Having an aim at the end of it, a goal to get to, um, is a good way of kind of keeping yourself accountable and sticking to it. Um, it's why I always say if you are planning on running a marathon, the first thing you really want to do is actually book a marathon because I am absolutely telling you now, nobody ever starts training for a marathon without having an actual date in a diary. It doesn't happen. Um, you need that kind of incentive to get yourself um, up and going. So um, so that's why I've kind of, in my podcast, focused on um, race tips, running tips, um, all centred towards working towards running a race. Um, so today's no different. Um, but this time, whereas I've done sort of race day tips, I've done running training tips. Today, I want to talk about what happens if you booked that race. Um, it's coming up and your training is not where you want it to be. Um, and completely and utterly honestly, the reason that this sort of topic came to mind is, well, one, it's, it, it, it kind of it, it always ends up being a common theme with people. Um, when you talk to them about training, um, you know, sort of like, there's lots of people who book a race, you know, have that um, goal and they train towards it and it all goes swimmingly. But, you know, equally, just as many people um, book a race, they have the best intentions in the world, they start to train and, and stuff comes up, things happen and training doesn't go to plan. And you get to a point where you're a few weeks away from a race and you aren't where you wanted to be, where you expected to be, where you feel like you need to be. Um, and I'm no different. So, if you've never listened to any of my podcasts before, if you don't know me, um, I was never always a runner. Um, I certainly wasn't a runner at school. I hated running um, through most of my teens, um, sort of like early adulthood. Definitely didn't run. Um, and then I decided to train for the Manchester 10K back in I, I want to say 2014 maybe and so started to run um, and went from not really running at all to getting myself to run a 10k um, and did I enjoy running yeah I found I kind of enjoyed running um, although never at the time I'm not the sort of person that enjoys running as I'm running per se um, but I feel good after running um, I like the um, mental break that running gives you being able to go outside in nature getting a bit of fresh air i'm not a treadmill runner um i like being outside i like the fresh air i like you know running in the elements um i like seeing things um you know to switch off put a bit of music on putting a good um audio book on and just sort of like taking it as a bit of a mental break so i can't say i massively enjoy running per se but i do enjoy um, all the benefits that i get from running um and i always enjoy the feeling after a run um, and i really enjoy actually signing up for and doing races 
um, and I've done quite a few over over the years, um, largely because I find I find I run more competitively with other people around me and I don't mean as in like oh like I think I'm gonna win a race that ain't ever gonna happen but I just mean like I push myself a little bit more when there's people around me um I know full well that if I run by myself I start to get tired you know I'll stop for a minute and I'll have a little walk um or I'll slow down the pace um I'm not massively competitive with myself I find it really hard to say all right okay so last week I did this in 30 minutes and this week I'm gonna do it in 29 minutes um like I can talk myself out of that really easily on a run. Um, when I'm running with other people, like not necessarily actually alongside them, but just other people running the same distance with me at the same time, um, I find that keeps me a little bit more accountable to push myself. Um, and so I tend to get better times when I'm running in all my race. There's a little bit of fear in there as well, you know, that kind of like, and I've said it before, kind of only joking, um, that kind of fear of coming last, you know, that kind of um, push to keep yourself on target and on pace um, because there's other people around. Whereas obviously if you're running in the street and you kind of give up halfway through, no one's going to know. Um, and I also just enjoy the atmosphere on race days. Um, I quite enjoy going to different routes, running routes that, you know, obviously I wouldn't run day to day because let's face it, when you're training, you tend to have like, a handful of routes that you run you know like I've got like um, a 12k kind of loop that I can run any given distance of and then walk um, home um, I've got like a more local sort of like road that I can do a 5k on that's kind of like one road um, sort of there and back and then you know like a few other little like routes depending on the distance depending on the weather, depending on how far out I want to go and how far I want to spend coming back. Um, but, and I like to kind of like try and vary a little bit, but equally, you know, you do kind of end up doing the same routes. Whereas you go to an organised race, you're going to be doing a different kind of route. Um, might be one you've done before, might not. Um, but it's just a bit different. And there's people cheering you on, clapping. Um, or cheering other people on and clapping, but you know, like, people who come and watch races are like, pretty nice people. Um, you've got to have some patience, I think, to go and watch a race. Um, it's also always something I think I should do more often when I'm not um, actually running them is go and support other people, even if I don't know anyone. Like, because it's just nice. It's nice when you're running and like, you know, you start to flag and someone like shouts out your name and cheers, and it kind of gives you that little boost. So I enjoy running organized races you know you get your time at the end it's an official thing you've done something it's like more of an achievement you know like you can go for a 10k run and it's on your garmin or your apple watch or your fitbit or whatever but there's something about you know having completed a specific race that feels a little bit more um of an accomplishment and you know you get a medal at the end and you get like sweets you know um i will run for sweets that's all i'm saying um so I'm a big fan of sort of organised races. I've done a lot of them over the years. Um, a few 5Ks. I'm not so much of a 5K runner. I'm slow. Um, I'm slow. I'm quite, it's a little bit heavy. Um, that's not like me saying I think I'm fat. I am like literally quite heavy. I'm almost six foot tall. tall. Um, I, weigh, I weigh a reasonable amount. Um, so, you know, I'm not built for speed. Um, I'm okay at endurance. I can keep running for quite a long time, but I'm not built for speed. 
the five k's are not really my bag um because i kind of have i always feel like i'm kind of like a stop and start kind of person like i find it really hard to do tempo work i find it really hard to go faster slower and kind of like work at different paces i'm like what do you mean like surely i'm not one of them people that like press a button go press a button stop there's not like different speed versions um 10k i don't mind the 10k i'm running quite a lot of 10k's half marathon i always said was kind of like my my ideal my comfort zone um i've probably run i want to say eight or so half marathons um because you know your pace is slower than a 10k or my pace is slower than a 10k so it's less about the lungs um, and breathing and keeping going and it's more about sort of leg strength and um you know body strength and endurance and being able to keep the body moving for that sort of period of time over necessarily speed um i've done one marathon i'm gonna do another one i always i'm an hour about this like i, I put myself in a lot of marathon ballot every year if i got a place i'd do that one and i did have a place once and i couldn't do it um for sort of reasons that were outside of my control and i've never got a place since and if i ever got a place in the ballot i would do the london marathon other than that, I'm like, you know what, it's a lot of commitment training for a marathon. Um, and I've done it, and I feel like, now I've done it, do I necessarily need to make that commitment again? I'm just not sure. So, um, and I'm also not sure I'd want to like, rock up and do one without the adequate training. Um, so, so that's where basically where I am with running. Um, but COVID obviously like, screwed that up because... Um, I didn't run an organised race for a really long time. And I ran it like in the first lockdown because there wasn't really much else you could do. Um, I kind of did it just for an exercise thing. Didn't really focus on it very much. I didn't really think about speed or distance. Just kind of went out every day with a little few K. Um, <clears throat> and then I went back into the office around about May 2020. So I only worked home for like, say, six, six to eight weeks fully like that first full-on lockdown and then when Boris said you know what you can start going back into the office if you are to work if you cannot work from home I went for a property company and um we managed buildings so obviously other tenants were starting to need to come back into the office they were allowed to come back into the office we had to prepare all the offices to get them ready for um occupation make them covid secure so I was back in work not not working in the office full-time but I was back in the office a couple of days a week sort of relatively early on um and then as time went on I was back in the office more and more because just just because of my job and different circumstances meant I was taking other things that meant I needed to be in the office and um at that point my running really kind of went to um I won't say shit but yeah running so went to shit um so I did change it three times i was gonna say not at all couldn't think of another word ended up saying it three times um so i kind of almost stopped running completely because um it was getting darker um when i was getting home like it's darker it was colder i didn't really want to go out um, i was leaving the house really early um i wasn't really getting a chance to run basically and running just really kind of fell by the wayside um and I've never really got it back. Like, I tried a few times, but I haven't really been able to sustainably get it back. Um, you know, other things came into effect, 
you know, going back to teaching after breaks out. Um, I had some personal stuff going on that meant I took a break from teaching and really exercise in general. Then I um, managed to injure my legs and lost like half the skin off of both legs. Um, so I couldn't exercise for a fair few weeks at all. And very walked for about a week of it. Um, so like all in all, like basically lots of things stopped me from running, stopped me from exercising in general a lot. Um, my fitness dropped and I've just not got back into running um, but then last year I did a um, um, a virtual challenge across the year which was um, Land's End to John O'Groats so it was 874 miles across the year and you didn't have to run it all you could log walks you could log whatever you wanted you could log your steps for the day I wanted to try and improve my running so I decided to only log runs um, and I managed to do it in a year. I think I did it with like three days to spare. Um, so I did run and I'd sort of started to get back into it, but I wasn't running particularly far so far. I was kind of like getting out more often rather than doing like good quality long runs. Um, and it was taking me time. I mean, like, you know, some of the runs were really, really, really slow. Um, but it gave me that kind of like, you know what, like, I feel like I'm getting back into this. I feel like I'm making some progress. What I need to do is I need to book a race. Book a race and have something to aim for. So before Christmas, yeah, before Christmas, I booked the Manchester Half Marathon. So I've done the Manchester 10K was the first race I ever did. It was like, I think, so, like 2014. I've done the Manchester 10K every year since then, bar the years that there wasn't COVID. Last year when I was ill, and obviously at that point last year when you were ill, you just didn't go out the house because we were all terrified, to be honest. And um, one year I didn't do the Manchester 10K, I did the Manchester half. I think it was the first year I did the half just because I wanted to. But eventually this is an event that I have pretty much consistently done. It's in my hometown, well, like my adopted hometown. Um, it's the first one I ever did. Um, and it's, it's a good run. So I um, so I booked this half and I thought, you know what, I've booked it in. It's going to give me that momentum to train. Um, it's going to get me moving. It's going to encourage me to move. So um, that was booked in and I was like, yep, I've got like five months, five months to go. And, you know, I'll start thinking about running. I'll start thinking about putting a plan together. Um, and I never really did. Um, and I have been running, I've been like going out and I've been like running say for 30 minutes at a time, 20 minutes at a time. Um, but I've kind of really struggled with um, um, with speed, with distance, just with endurance. Um, you know, I feel really heavy. Um, I'm heavier than I was like last time I ran an organised race. Um, and while that's not necessarily a problem, you know, like in terms of appearance or anything, it does make running harder. Like if you ever try running in a weight vest, weighted vest, like you, you know how hard running with extra weight is. Um, and effectively, I feel like I'm running in a weighted vest at the moment um, compared to how I used to. Um, and so that's kind of like, A, kind of puts me off going out there to train. Um, and B, when I do, it just makes it really hard. It makes it feel harder. It's a lot harder work, so that kind of like limits the amount of time I'm running for, the distance I'm running, and also the speed I'm running at. Because I was never fast 
Um, but I'm probably a good, say, two minutes slower per per kilometre. One to two minutes slower per kilometre at the moment than I was. And I was never fast. So I got to the point, when did I get to the point? I went to the point like this week where I was kind of like, poo. Um, I have six weeks. I have six weeks to train for this half marathon. At the moment, I've been doing that. I've done a couple of park runs, done a couple of 5Ks, and it's taken me around about, say, 33, 34 minutes to do that. Um, I have not run either 10K yet. Um, I think the last time I ran 10K was back in December um, when me and my friend went and did a, like a 10K in Morecambe along the pier. Um, and it was slow, slow and heavy. Um, so I was a little bit like, oh, like, this is, this is going to be tough. I've got six weeks. And um, so I started thinking about what I could do. Um, because I don't want to drop out. I've paid for it. I've said I'm doing it. I want to do it. Um, and um, so I've kind of sat down. I've put myself together a quite intensive training plan. Um, I am going to have to push myself in the next six weeks if I want to get to the point where I can run it. Um, but I am going to try and do it. Um, and I know I'm not alone in this because I know there's going to be plenty of people out there who, um, who are like six to eight weeks away from a run because we are coming up to that period where there'll be lots of organised runs and who aren't where they want to be, who aren't at the point where they necessarily think, yeah, I'm going to be able to run this. Um, and there is an absolutely massive difference, if you're honest, between like being prepared and nervous and being unprepared and nervous. Um, I'm not talking here about if it's your first race and you're really nervous and you're not sure if you're going to do it, but you have actually trained. Because I've been there as well. First ever half marathon I did, I absolutely cacked it. Um, in the couple of days before I was like, am I going to do this? Am I? Um, and I trained and I'd done all of like, you know, stuck to training plans and I was where I realistically needed to be. Um, but it's really, but obviously when you like haven't done something before and it's a big thing like that, like there is the fear of the unknown and it's natural to be nervous. And um, so I'm not talking about that kind of thing. I'm talking about that I'm at the stage where I'm at, where you know that at the moment, if you physically have to get to the start line, you would really fucking struggle. Um, and um, that's the stage I'm talking about. So I've obviously made the decision that I am going to give it a go. I'm going to try and do it. Um, I'm going to try and finish. I'm not going to try and finish in any particular time. I'm going to accept that if I have to walk the odd bit of it, I will walk the odd bit of it. That's fine. Um, but I am going to finish by hook or by crook. Um, if you're in that kind of position and you are currently thinking, what should I do? Um, and you've booked a race and you're say six weeks or so out. Um, it isn't necessarily, yeah, you'll be able to do it. And it isn't necessarily a no, you shouldn't. Um, I think there are a handful of things that you need to take into account and, and factor in when you're making that decision. So I wanted that podcast to be a little bit about that today. Um, so the kind of things that I thought about and taken into consideration and that I think anybody in the same position as me should take into consideration are as follows. I'm going to do it as a little list 
and I think there's going to be around about five or six things that I think you should consider or five things I think you should consider and one thing that then I think once you've considered this you decide to go ahead you should then think about so the first thing is your running history itself and um, if you are completely new to running um, and you've never run a race of the distance that you are planning to undertake um, and you were at the stage where you were completely enough to be behind in the training you're about six weeks out maybe maybe it's not the best thing to go ahead with um if on the other hand you're a relatively experienced runner and you're maybe just a little bit out of condition um or you've run um the distance that you're looking to run previously even if it was absolutely ages ago then i think it's a different story and i think if you can consider six weeks of adequate training time to get yourself to the start um so like for example i'm looking at i'm running a half marathon that's what i'm aiming to do in six weeks time i have run several half marathons before i've done the distance i know i can do the distance I haven't done it for a long time and I'm not in as good a shape as I was then, but I do know I can physically get myself around. I've done it before mentally. I have that behind me. Um, I have been running shorter distances. Um, I can run, like I say, five, five K is not enjoyable, but I can run it. 10 K I haven't done it before Christmas, but again, I could do it. It was a hard run when I went out and did it. I did it. Um, so, although I'm an out-of-condition runner, I'm a relatively experienced runner, um, and I've done the distance before, so um, that has influenced my decision to decide to push on and try to do it. Um, so, whether or not you have run before, run that distance before, um, whether you're an experienced enough runner, um, is a good first thing to think about when you're deciding whether or not to defer or um, sack this race off or actually say, right, do you know what? Six weeks is enough time. I'm going to go for it. Um, if you're not, maybe it's a good time to think, do you know what? I need to give myself more time. I need to build up. If you literally have the starting from a scratch of zero, six weeks is a very short period of time to try and get yourself race ready for anything more than a 5k so 5k possibly yeah you could probably start from zero in six weeks at a push but 10k upwards i would say you know what you might find it better for yourself just to say i'm going to give myself more time i'm going to look for a different race um, and then look to do a longer training plan to get yourself there second um thing i think you need to consider is your general fitness your overall fitness in general um again much like i suppose you're running experience if you currently do no exercise um no regular exercise um or you know you exercise very intermittently um and you don't really walk anywhere um and you were kind of doing this race as a way of getting started with fitness six weeks might not be an adequate amount of time for you to get to the point where you're ready to run 
even a 5k. If, on the other hand, you already do a reasonable or a lot of exercise, um, a reasonable amount or a lot of exercise um, just in a different field, so say you go to the gym, um, you cycle, you go to classes, you play a sport, that's different because you're already going to have a reasonable degree of fitness. Um, and actually, you might find that you're able to use that to kind of piggyback on to give yourself um, a sort of jump start so that six weeks might be an adequate amount of time to get yourself to a point where you're able to run the distance that you're looking to run. Here, I would say, do you know what? If it's a marathon, probably not. If it's um, sort of 5k, 10k, half, bit different and I think if you've already got a reasonable degree of fitness you um you might find that six weeks is actually an adequate amount of time for running like specific running training to get yourself to the start line and actually be able to complete the race so the two combined kind of give you a good idea if you've got some previous running experience you've run the distance before and you really do and a reasonable amount of exercise just in a different kind of spear Actually, six weeks running training might be tough, but it's probably doable. If you currently do no exercise, have never run before, six weeks is going to be a very tough, tight um, period of time to try and get yourself to that point um, without making yourself utterly miserable. Um, and then you could be anywhere in between where you kind of need to make that assessment. You know, I personally, like I say, I teach. I only teach like four times a week now, but I do teach. I teach like three spins a hit. Um, so I do a reasonable amount of cardio in other elements. Um, not running, but other elements. I walk a lot. I easily hit 20,000 steps a day. So I'm on my feet quite a lot. My body is used to being on my feet quite a lot. Um, and that's going to be beneficial in, um, in a half because obviously you are sort of like carrying your weight and moving for a long period of time um, so I walk a lot that that benefits me I also weight train I strength train a lot um, so I already have a, a reasonable degree of fitness that even though I would class myself as less fit than I was before Covid um, by any means that doesn't mean I'm unfit um, it just means I'm not as fit as I was um, and so those two things combined have kind of given me the yeah, I think I can do this. Um, I think I can you know, make it over for six weeks. Um, so they're the first two things that if I was you, I would consider. The third thing I would consider, if you're still on board and you haven't sort of said, ah, no, I'm out, um, is your injury status, your health status. Um, and, well, that was a very, very loud voice. Um, so your injury status. Do you have any injuries? Do you have any niggles? Um, do you have any health concerns right now? Because if you, um, say, have a recovery from a knee injury, um, you have a little knee, ankle, um, joint, hip, niggle, that's kind of like been playing up a bit, um, I would seriously reconsider trying to push a, a sort of like a short sharp training period such as this um 
So, like, when you're training for halves, marathons, you're lucky if you don't get any niggles, any injuries at all. Um, but, obviously, when you start a sort of training plan a nice period of time in advance, um, you can almost build in rests if things come up. You know, so if you start training for something four, five months, six months in advance, if you've got a knee injury or a knee niggle, you could take a few weeks out completely and utterly. It's not going to massively affect your training plan. You're still going to be able to be on target. Um, if you get little niggles, you can pull back on the odd week, reduce the training load, um, let your body sort of recover before you come back in. And it doesn't cause um, too many issues. If you've only got, so six to eight weeks, before an event and you are not anywhere near where you need to be and you um, are training almost from scratch in that six to eight weeks you have to accept that they're going to be very intense six to eight weeks um, you're going to push your body you're probably going to have to run um, say four or five days a week um, a different lengths, different times um, different distances but you're probably going to have to go out fairly often and um, maybe have fewer rest days than you would if you were training over a long period of time um, and it's going to put strain on your body it's going to mean that if you have niggles um, you're not going to be able to pull back because um, you're not going to have the time to pull back um, you're not going to be able to say you've got six weeks it's not really going to be ideal if you um, push yourself a little bit too hard um, and niggle becomes an actual injury and you um, need to take a week off. Like, So your actual overall physical health in terms of any pre-existing injuries is important because um, if you're in a good shape right now, you don't really have any injuries, niggles, you feel pretty good. Um, you are in the kind of shape, you know, health-wise, nutrition-wise, that you can push yourself, um, then go for it. Um, if you do have anything that is going to hold back your training in terms of um, intensity and duration and frequency um, physically, um, then I would really just say, you know what, scrap it, pick a new rate, give yourself a longer time. Um, because all you're likely to do is increase your risk of injury um, with a harder training, um, training schedule and you're likely to um, potentially just injure yourself to the point where you don't even get to the starting line um, and have actually then possibly even delayed yourself even further from looking for a different race. So point number three would be how how are you physically at the moment? How are you injury-wise at the moment? If you're still on board, if you're like, yeah, do you know what? I have run before. I'm reasonably fit other than running, like outside of running. Um, I don't currently have any injuries. I'm still on board. I still think I could do this in six weeks. I would look at your time commitment. Because as I've already touched on, realistically, um, depending on the race you're looking to run, you might have to devote quite a lot of the next six weeks to running. And if you're looking to run a 5k, you're probably, you, you, yeah, it's not going to be a humongous amount of time commitment. If you're looking at a 10k, maybe not a humongous amount of time commitment. If you're looking at a half marathon like I am, 
realistically, you're probably going to have to commit to maybe an hour a day for, say, four days of the week, and then a couple of hours at the weekend or on one other day of the week for, like, a longer run um, for the next six weeks, like, without fail. Um, So... What's your time schedule like? What's your diary like for the next six weeks if you're considering this? Um, because it's fine saying, well, do you know what? Like in an ideal world, I'm, I'm like reasonably fit um, and I've done this before and no injuries. Um, if I really put the time in, I, I reckon I can do this. Um, that's all very well and good, but can you put the time in? Um, because if you're going to look at your diary for the next six weeks and go, actually, do you know what? For the next three weeks, weekends, I'm away. Um, so I'm not going to run on any of them. Um, and oh, do you know what? I have a really busy week in work that week because there's a presentation due. So I'm probably going to be working late and starting early most days that, that week. Um, then actually, realistically, are you going to be able to commit to that kind of time um, commitment? Because um, if the answer is no, then again, trying to get yourself to the start line is probably not the thing for you. If you've got a relatively three, six weeks, or you are very committed to being able to slot those training schedules that you need to do into the next six weeks, um, that's different. Then go for it. Um, Because, you know, there's all the physical things, there's all of those things that are practical that you do have to consider, but equally, your actual life outside of running also needs to be considered. And that's not just the same for running. I'd say it to anybody looking to start any kind of training plan. You know, there's lots of ideals. We could all say, well, in an ideal world, I do X, Y, Z every week to keep fit. But does that fit into your life? Does it fit around your family? Does it fit around your job? Does it fit around your commute? Um, Does it fit cost-wise? realistically when you're looking at any kind of training plan whether it be running or something else you have to look at actually your week your days and the time commitment you can make to it and when you can fit it in and sometimes actually the more effective option is to say do you know what that's my not ideal choice for how i would train but i'm going to do that more consistently than if I try to go with my ideal choice, just because it fits better into my day, it fits better into my time. Um, and I do that with uh, training, strength training in the gym. Um, while I appreciate, I can maybe go to the gym, say two, three times a week and do pretty like heavy, long weight sessions. Um, and that might suit me really well. I might enjoy that quite a lot. I think I would enjoy it quite a lot. I also know it actually really doesn't fit into my week. You know, um, I don't want to go to the gym when I've got to wrestle for a squat rack or or a bar. Um, I can't train three mornings a week because I'm teaching. Um, You know, my hours at work are quite long. I don't necessarily want to go after work. Um, So actually what works for me is I go to the gym pretty much five days a week at lunchtime. I do around 30 minutes. Um, Because I'm only doing around 30 minutes, I go I suppose lighter than I could um, and I shorten the rest 
Um, and because I'm talking the rest, I'm obviously going to go lighter. Um, but I train consistently that way, um, as opposed to if I did um, try to do maybe the other way and train fewer times, but train for longer and go heavier. Um, I think I'd really struggle to fit that into my diary. In fact, I've tried before and struggled to fit it into my diary. Whereas the way I do it, I do it consistently. I've had it consistently for a fair amount of time now. Um, and so that works better for me. And you've got to think about we're running the same. Um, it's all very well saying, do you know what, if I followed this training plan, I would be able to get to the start line in six weeks' time and be able to finish the run. But are you going to be able to finish and um, complete that? Um, that running plan if the answer is honestly no or likelihood no then it probably gives you your answer that six weeks isn't going to be enough now of course you can do running plans that are um, less time constructive um, unless you're running for a marathon when you're training for marathons you know what most marathon training plans take over your life but you know half marathons and below you can train um, fewer times a week, you can spend less time running, but you're going to be looking at a longer period of time to get yourself running fit for a race, race trip. So um, you don't have that time at the moment. So <coughs> the only option is um, to kind of be time intensive for the next six weeks. If that's not going to fit into your diary, you've probably got your answer of no. You should maybe look at a different race. So the final final consideration if you are still on board is um your emotional um space space um your mental capacity for this um because like i say you can practically say do you know what like i probably have the fitness levels to be able to get myself there i have the time i'm not injured all great like i'm not gonna lie I am very, 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 so well aware that I can't even sit out. I'm very, very well aware that to get myself there in six weeks is going to be tough. It's going to be tough mentally because there's going to be mornings where I do not want to get up and run. There are going to be times where I'm going to be like, today I need to do this run and my body aches because yesterday I taught three classes, I taught two classes. I'm tired, I've been in work all day, I don't want to run, it's cold, it's raining. I live in Manchester, do you know what, like, it's always raining. Um, there's going to be times where, because of how much I'm going to have to train to get myself running fit, I'm not going to want to. You know, like, running the day after or a couple of days after a long run, um, it can feel hard. Um, you know, the body can feel a bit achy. You can feel heavy running. I already feel quite heavy running. So um, there's going to be times physically and mentally where I am just not wanting to do this. Um, and I'm going to have to fight through that. Um, there's going to be times where I kind of have to um, be strict on myself um, about other aspects of my life in order to be able to do this. Like, I'm kind of thinking, do you know what? Um, alcohol is going to have to be reduced significantly for the next six weeks because like realistically um, like running is hard anyway so running on a bit of a hangover 
is really not fun. Um, and so like if I do to go out for say a long run on a Sunday, um, I don't really want to have drunk very much on a Saturday night because then it's going to put me off running on Sunday. Um, so I'm going to be thinking, do you know what, I'm going to have to kind of reduce my alcohol intake, maybe keep it down to just like the odd thing that I've already got planned in my diary where I know I'm going to drink and it's already planned in. Um, but I've already looked at how I can plan my runs around that. Um, and other than that, I'm going to be, have to be quite good. I'm going to have to be quite on my nutrition because I know I'm going to be working myself hard. Um, I'm still going to be teaching. Um, I'm definitely still going to be doing some strength training. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to look at making sure that I'm fueling myself right to have enough energy to do that. Um, I'm going to have to be quite on it for the next six weeks. Now, I'm kind of looking at it as a bit of a personal challenge. It's okay. Um, I feel like actually it's almost quite a good thing to do for me mentally right now. You know, I've got a few things going on in my own head um, where actually, to be fair, having an external focus um, isn't necessarily a bad idea. To be fair, cutting down on alcohol isn't necessarily a bad idea. Um, and so I'm kind of like, you know what? I think for the next six weeks, I can accept that. The only thing that worries me is sometimes um, when I do this, I put too much pressure on myself. Um, and sometimes I put a lot of pressure on myself at times where maybe I can't take very much pressure. Um, and I'm a little bit like, I. I suppose my biggest debate with myself was whether or not I was going to go too hard on myself at a time where potentially it's not the best idea. Um, so it might be, and if I fall down anywhere, it's going to be this point. It might be that a couple of weeks into this or like halfway through, I think, do you know what? This was a bad idea. I have put too much pressure on myself and I'm just going to defer. I'm going to like look for a different race and give myself a bit more time. But I'm kind of like, do you know what? Okay, um, it's going to go one of two ways, but it could it could actually be really helpful. This it could give me a bit of structure. So mentally, I feel like I'm going to give it a go, um, and I'm going to commit. I think it's a, a case that you also need to um, ask yourself those questions as well. If you've kind of like, do you know what? Practically and theoretically, everything is in place that I can do this. Um, I think you finally, if you're happy with all that, just need to ask yourself if you actually really want to. Why do you really want to? Um, would you feel actually better just picking a race that's a bit further away and giving yourself more time and taking the pressure off a bit? Or um, will you be okay? Will you thrive under that mental challenge? Because like I say, um, increasing your running and going to a very strict running programme and trying to fit it around life is tough and it's going to be mentally challenging and emotionally challenging and um, and sometimes and for some people and sometimes that can be actually a really good thing some people really benefit from challenges and competition and strict routine and then some people don't and some people do but not all the time so it really depends on where you are at that particular moment and I think this is the one that's really fluid. So you might right now think, yes, um, I think I can do this. I want to do this. 
you might in a couple of weeks time get to a point where you really can't and this is the one where you have to be quite willing to go do you know what i was wrong i gave it a try this is not the right time for me and then just stop um, and not feel guilty and not beat yourself up if that's the case um so those are the five things that sort of i considered um when i was thinking about whether or not i just said i'm pulling out of this race or if i decided to go for it um and i think there are five things that anyone in that position would be wise just to have a think about um and sort of assess where they are in each of those before making a decision um so my final point which was more like what do you do once you've made that decision so um say you've decided actually do you know what i am not really going to be ready for this race whatever race it is that's okay like you don't need to beat yourself up about it um i suppose that's the first thing to put sort of like on the table um the second thing is look at the um look at the race rules and see where they stand on deferring entry um because around about six to eight weeks before a lot of races will let you defer to the following year um some races will let you sell your spot on or keep part of it on to someone um so it might be a case that you don't lose the money you can just defer and do it next year and what that does is it either gives you a whole year and you can stick with that race and you can say you know what i've got a whole year I'm going to relook at my running, relook at my fitness, and I'm going to do it better next year. And I'm going to be in a position by next year where I'm not six weeks away panicking. Um, I'm six weeks away, like feeling excited for this upcoming race. I'm getting down to the finishing training. Um, or you could defer, and you could just pick a different race somewhere else. It's a bit further away, um, and then sort of restart your training with that goal in mind instead if you can't defer do you know what right just accept you're gonna lose the money for the race it's fine it happens um, and then just start afresh pick a new race um, and just start training again um you know nobody really likes throwing money down the drain but sometimes your own like mental health and physical health is far more important than sort of trying to um you know like force yourself to do something that's going to make you miserable just so you don't lose some money so if you decided no that would be like kind of the way i would approach it and i've done this with races before you know i've just been like ah oh, do you know what i can't run this it's fine just have to lose the money it's fine um if you've decided to run um the first thing I would do is get together a program, get together a running plan. Now, whether you go to a coach and ask them to prepare something specific to you, or you go online and you have a look and you see what's out there, um, whichever one works for you, or, you know, if you kind of um, are used to running an experienced runner, maybe you just put yourself together a plan, but get yourself a plan, get it now and get it started as soon as possible because realistically i say six weeks but like the way i'm looking at it is it's five weeks and then a week to taper because i'm going to run in that sixth week the week of the half marathon but obviously i'm not going to run very much because um 
I'm going to need to start resting the legs ready for the big run. So it's actually five intense weeks and then a week to taper down and then run on a Sunday. So um, if you are going to run, I would think about it now and I would get something in place as soon as possible. Um, second thing to do is decide how you want to approach the race. So are you looking at just finishing? Um, and I mean like, as in just getting from the start to the finish. So maybe you're looking just getting round, um, so you might run, walk, um, you know, either in a structured way, as in you can say like, I'm gonna run for so long, then I'm gonna walk for so long, then I'm gonna run for so long, I'm gonna walk for so long. Or you can be like, I'm gonna run for as long as I can, then I'm gonna walk for a bit. Um, or whatever kind of strategy you want. Are you looking to just get round? And if you are looking to just get round, think about that strategy. So, you know, maybe you do say, um, it's kind of like, I think it's jeffing. I'm not a massive, I'm not massively clued up on jeffing, but it's, it's you know, it's an actual, like a walking, running thing. Um, so you could actually say, I'm gonna go with the strategy of, I'm gonna run X amount of distance, then I'm gonna walk for a few minutes, and then I'm gonna run X amount of distance, or I'm gonna run for so long, then I'm gonna walk for so long. And then regardless how you actually feel, you're going to stop and walk just to keep yourself going and manage your energy. Um, you might say, do you know what, I'm going to run as much of it as I can, but then if I need to, I'll stop and walk. Um, there's no right or wrong answer, but I think getting in your head a strategy now will help you with the training because then you can train with that strategy in mind. You might decide that actually you want to get round, but you want to run the whole thing. You don't want to walk any of it. Again, that's a good thing to decide now because that's going to affect your training because then in all of your training runs, you need to have that in mind. If you don't want to run on the day, so walk on the day, if you want to run the whole way, realistically, you should be approaching your training sessions in the same way. So when you start to get tired, you need to push through. Whereas if you're planning sort of a run-walk um, kind of strategy, then your training can reflect that a little bit more as well. You still want to be trying to push to run as much of your training as you can, because that will make it feel better on the day. But um, you might you might be like, do you know what? I don't just want to run this. I run and run it in a certain time. Well, you crazy people. Um, that's fine. Again, um, that's not something I would necessarily recommend if you are at the point where you're like really, really close, six weeks away, and you haven't trained adequately because you're putting an awful lot of pressure on yourself and um, for me, like getting round is the key. But if you are going to put that kind of um, aim in place, if that is what you're aiming for, then again, think about it now. Um, make your decisions and then plan your training around that as well. So then when you're running, you want to make at least some of your training runs, runs where you think about the time and the tempo um, and you try and run at race pace. Um, so yeah, if you are going to go through it, if you're going to go through that six weeks, have a quick think about how you want that run to play out. What's your ultimate end goal? And then while you're making your plan, plan your training sessions accordingly to the end goal. Um, so me personally, I just want to get rounds. Do you know what? Like back when I was running more regularly and um, when I went to half, so I was kind of like, you know, I want to be at least hitting what I did in the last one. Um, but I'm not there. Um, and as much as my ego kind of wants me to not be far off, realistically, I'm not there. 
Um, and so as long as I get round, I'm happy. I would like to run as much of it as possible because just from experience and also from watching other runners, not just myself, but watching other runners in half, um, stopping, oh, stopping makes it harder, I think. Um, when you stop, you start to seize up and, um, and that's not good. So I kind of want to run as much of it as I can, but I'm also perfectly accepting that if I need to walk some of it, I will. So I'm going in with the kind of, I'm open to walking. I want to get round. I don't care about the time. Um, I'm not planning on walking. And that's how I'm going to approach my training sessions as well. I want to get through all the training sessions. Um, I want to run as much of it as possible. If I sometimes have to walk, I will walk for a little bit. So I'm going to try and minimise that. Um, and I guess that kind of touches on the last thing that I would say about this. If you are going to go ahead with it, is completely and utterly lose the ego. It's kind of why I wouldn't... Um, suggest um setting a time as your goal um if you're at this stage and you aren't really sort of training yet because um you're already putting yourself under an awful lot of pressure just even trying to sort of get around the course on very limited training so uh, you know why would you want to put more pressure on yourself i suppose and I think the answer is almost always with these sort of things is ego is that, you know, when you finish it, you know, like people will always ask you how, how quickly you did it. Um, like it always makes me laugh. Like when you do these events and bear in mind, like the Manchester half is like an absolutely humongous event. There'll be thousands of people running. I think like Mo Farah is running the 10K. He might be running the half. He's doing one of the two events this year. Um, there's like full-on elite athletes that come and do these events and it always makes me laugh that there'll always be somebody when you say oh, I did the I did the Manchester 10k or I did the Manchester half yesterday who says oh yeah did you win it um like not even jokingly like genuinely as a question um and it's I like it's really funny um but but people will always ask how you did so they'll say like well done but they'll also ask how you did and I think there's this ego thing that makes you want to do it in a time that's considered good so that when people ask you this you can say the you can say oh, i did it in this and they can be really impressed now the fact of the matter is is that like they didn't run it you did so the chances are they're going to be impressed that you did it like the actual time doesn't matter and you know what even if they're not impressed um who cares um because did they do it um, and even if yes they did do it and they did it faster than you again does it matter you've done it so but it's that ego thing um, that kind of puts that fear in. And like I've done like blogs on this before um, and like to be completely honest, like I suffer from it. Um, you know, I'm a PT, I'm a fitness instructor and I've run like plenty of races. I used to be a lot fitter than I am. And I find that now that I find myself getting defensive of myself for absolutely no reason because no person is making me feel like that because I'm not as good as I was or as I think I should be. I'm not as fit as I think I should be for the job I do. And there's lots of valid reasons for that. You know, like I've been through plenty of things in the last couple of years, um, as we all have, that have played an impact on that and they would be on my control. So I shouldn't beat myself up about that. And realistically, 
I think there's very few people out there who ever judge me on those kind of criteria that I judge myself on, but we all do it. And so there's this ego thing that we feel like um, we should hit certain criteria. So doing the race itself is not enough, but we should do it in this amount of time. We should do it in this sort of way. The fact is, is that's all bullshit, it's all ego, and it's all stuff we put on ourselves. So if you are at the point that I am, and you've got six weeks, um, I'm going to be completely honest, you probably didn't care that much about time or um, how quickly you were going to be able to do it, because if you really did, you'd probably put more effort in a little bit earlier on. That's that's a very sweeping statement, and I'm really aware that some things will be like injuries and things will be on people's control. But like for me, do you know what? I've kind of put it off a lot, um, like completely honestly. Um, and if I'd have really cared about getting a certain time, I'd have probably put a bit more effort in a bit more before this. I didn't. So um, I think, you know, if you've been training for the last however many weeks, however many months, and you've been sticking to it, then yeah, having that time is absolutely, completely, utterly a great aim and a really valid aim. If you haven't, and you were six weeks out, eight weeks out, and you just, you need to step it up and just be able to get round, realistically, this is not the time for you to put a, um, a performance goal in place. Um, and this is the time for you to lose the ego, get around, become your goal. And do you know what? If you want to look at um, times, you can do another race. You can do the one next year. You can beat your score from last year. You can um, you know, do another race in a few months' time and beat that score. Um, but for this one particular, um, my final piece of advice would be just, yeah, lose any ego and just think about getting round um, and just take the pressure off yourself. And if you do manage to get round, see, that's an absolutely massive achievement because, you know, look, right now, as I'm standing here right now, if in six weeks' time um, I have managed to get all the way around that course, however I've done it, however long it takes, even if it takes me twice as long as it used to, um, that's going to be an absolutely humongous achievement. And... I don't want to be doing myself the disservice of saying, oh, well, it didn't really count because I did it in such a long period of time. I was so slow. I walked some of it. All of those kind of excuses, all of those kind of like things that we use to downgrade our own achievements. Um, so, yeah, if you are going to decide to commit to a very short training period and getting yourself around a course um, in the next few weeks, um, you know, if you manage it, take that as an absolutely massive achievement and be and be pleased with that and be proud of that. Um, and if you are regretful of, you know, not training more, not training sooner um, and not being able to get, say, a time goal that you would have liked, then use that as a learning curve um, and approach the next one better and approach the next one differently. Um but yeah, so that was my final piece of advice. Lose any ego and just get round. So um, hopefully, if you were in the same situation as me, that was useful. Um, it gave you food for thought. Um, obviously, if you are not in this situation and you um, are looking to book a race um, or you have booked a race and you've still got plenty of time to train for it, I would recommend going back a little bit and listening to, I think, podcasts two and three in this series um, where I talk about training tips and race day tips um, 
for people who are maybe a little bit more organized than I have been this time around. Um, but yeah, any questions, feel free to drop me a message either um, on here or you can find me on Instagram at Heather Sherwood, Heather Sherwood even, uh, or you can find me on um, Facebook, um, Heather Sherwood.